Hey, good morning. It's uh, Thursday morning. Hope you're well. Had a great Wednesday. We had a, a great Wednesday last night at church. Uh, did our online Bible study, continuing to talk about fasting. And um, our youth played laser tag, and that was fun to see a bunch of youth out in the front line of the church uh, playing laser tag and running around having a good time. It was a, a good night at St. Matthew's, and uh, we're looking forward to a lot, of, lot more good nights to come in the coming weeks and months and years. And I'm uh, looking forward to a good Sunday. Sunday. I hope you can... Join with us. If you're a member of our church, join with us. St. Matthew's to Sunday for in-person worship at 11 or um, drive in at 9 and um, on the line at 8.30 and 11. And we got some exciting news. In fact, you should be getting, if you're on our email list, you'll be getting an email today um, talking about Palm Sunday and Easter and a future plan. So uh, you want to check your inbox. Um, we're very excited. Lots of exciting, some great things we're going to be sharing with you in the coming coming days here at St. Matthews. Today, um, we're going to be reading, I, I think, something that's really super important. Maybe one of the more important concepts for us to grasp uh, in all the Bible today. We're going to be reading from Romans chapter 5, verses 15 through um, 19, where Paul writes this. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died... Through one man's trespass, many more shall surely have the grace of God and the free gift of grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And as the free and the free gift is not like the effect of the one man's sin. For the judgment following one's trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brings justification. If, because of one man's trespass, death exercised dominion through through that one, much more surely shall those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness exercised to me in, in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, just as one man's trespass led to condemnation for all, so one man's act of righteousness leads to justification in life for all. For just as through the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, through one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Okay, this is one of the most important concepts for us to grasp, I think, in all the Bible. We need to understand the difference between sins and being sinful. Sins are the actions that we commit. Sins are the things that we do wrong. Lying, cheating, stealing, whatever. Things that we know, the things that we do that we know. There's times when we aren't sure what right and wrong is. There, and there's times when we know what right and wrong is. A sin, sins are the times when we know what's right. And we choose wrong. That's sin. That is a knowing, a known breaking of God's law. That's a sinful action. And that's called a sin of commission. It's something we have done. There's also a sense of omission. Sins of omission are the times when we, we, we don't do the thing that God wants us to do. If we're not taking care of the poor and hungry, when, when did we see you, as in Matthew 25, Matthew 25, when did we see you naked and not feed you? Or hungry would not, and not feed you when you did not do the least of these. That was, Matthew 25 describes the sin of omission. They knew what they should have done and they did not do it. So sins, sins are actions that we do that we know that are wrong or that are wrong by God's law or, you know, uh, wrong by God's commands. Or the times when we do not do the things that God wants us to do. Those are sins. Okay. That off the side, that's sins. 
sinful is our human nature as humans. As it says here, through the, con through, the, through the trespasses of one, many were made guilty. You and I are sinful. Sins are the actions we commit. Sinful is our nature. We are sinful. So for me to say that you are sinful is not to say that you're the worst person to ever lived. For me to say that you're sinful is not to say that you're scum of the earth. It's to say that you're human. We're all sinful. To say you're sinful is not some great slap against your character, against my character. To say you're sinful is not to say that you're the worst failure that's ever existed throughout human history. No, just to say you're sinful means that you're human. There's a lot of words we use for it. The theological word we talk about is depravity. Um, all humans are born sinful. That's just human nature. It, it, it's what we are. It's what we're... I mean, it's often called original sin. Um, we're all born. I, I say the word broken. We're all born broken. We're all imperfect. We're all in need of redemption. So we need to make a distinction between our sins, which are the things that we do that are wrong, by and large, and our nature, which is sinful. Because here's the thing. Jesus came to forgive us of our sins and redeem us from our sinful nature. One of my favorite books is a book written by uh, Ted Runyon, the book of theology called The New Creation. And he, he, he says that the entire, he writes the entire purpose of Christ's coming was to restore the corrupt nature that the fall created. So when humanity fell into sin, when humanity, humanity fell into sin, when our first parents, Adam and Eve, fell into sin, it corrupted all of us. And every human coming forth from there has a sinful nature. The old hymn, Come Thou Fount, prone to wander, Lord, I fear it, prone to leave the God I love. Yeah. You know, we're all prone to fall into sin. We all, we all know temptation, don't we? We all know that voice inside our head that tells us to do something we shouldn't do. We all, we all desire things that we shouldn't do. We all desire things we shouldn't want. It's part of our human nature. Every one of us. And I think we get called, I think we get trapped and, and tricked because we act like our sinful nature. We hide our sinful nature and we pretend like we're really not sinful. When we are, we're sinful. It's okay. It's not okay, but it is. God can't redeem, God cannot redeem our sinful nature until we're willing to admit our sinful nature and receive the grace of God to restore our sinful nature from the fall. So Jesus came to forgive us of our sins, the stuff we've done wrong. You can be forgiven of your sins. If the Bible says if you confess your sins, he, is faithful and he who is faithful and just will cleanse us from all unrighteousness, 1 John. I mean, you can be forgiven of your sins. But it isn't just forgiveness of your sins that you can know. You can know, you can, you can feel and experience your nature being restored. That's called sanctification. And the Wesleyan theological concept of, of, of grace that's sanctification, that Jesus came to forgive our sins, and he came to restore, he came to restore our sinful nature. So what Paul's talking about today. Just as through the trespass of one, Adam, the many were corrupted and found guilty. You're sinful. Welcome to the club. You're human. You're sinful. But through the sacrifice of the second man, Jesus Christ, through the, through the trespass of the first man, Adam, all were made sinful. 
to the to the to the, to the obedience of the second man, Jesus, many can be the many can be redeemed. So we can know redemption and forgiveness today through Jesus, just as we know sin because of Adam and Eve. We can know redemption because of Jesus. John Wesley talked about what he called the alls. Um, all are made in God's image. Genesis 1. All are made in God's image. All are fallen. Genesis 3. Ro all of Romans. Um, all can be saved. Um, John 3.16. And all can be saved to the other most. And means sanctified. All can be restored. Um, be holy as I am holy. It says in throughout scripture. Um, so that, 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 that's who we are as humans. We're all made in God's image. We're all sinful. That's our nature. Sins are our actions. Sinful is our nature. Jesus forgives our sins. And if we allow him through the working of his grace, he will begin the process of restoring our nature. All are, sin, all are, all are made in God's image. All are corrupt through the fall and through sin. All can be saved. All can be saved to the uttermost. That's that's the story of salvation. That's what it's about. So today, um, understand that you're sinful. You are. So am I. We all are. We're human. If you're breathing air and you're human, you're sinful. Just who we are. Romans 7. Read Romans 7. The very things I should not do are the very things I should do. The very things I should not do are the very things that I do. Paul has his internal struggle in Romans 7 dealing with this. We're all sinful. So don't beat yourself up because you're sinful. But go to Jesus and allow him to forgive you of the actions that you have committed that are wrong, that I have on the sins that I've committed. Every morning I pray for confession. I confess my sins and I ask God to forgive me. But I also want him to more than just forgive me of my sins, but through his grace begin healing me and restoring my sinful nature to allow me to know the goodness of God in all things. So, hey, you're sinful. I am too. And I love you. And God loves you. It's okay. And when we can admit that, then we can allow the healing grace of God to be at work in our life. So today, know who you are. You're broken. You're sinful. You're imperfect. And Jesus came to save you because Jesus loves you. So let him forgive you of your sins. And let him begin the process of restoring your broken nature. Love you guys. Praying for you. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow for Bible study or devotion, or whatever this is. <laughs> we'll see you bright and early for me running my mouth. Uh, see you in the morning. Have a great day.